Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you are listening. This is One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real, the podcast where you know you'll figure out how to apply the Bible to today's life in a very real way. The Bible is as helpful today as it was yesterday, and I'm your hostess, Lisa, and you can count on one thing as you will leave the show learning something new and realizing you are not the only imperfect human being in the world. I am right there with you, if not leading the way. One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real is a podcast to encourage and uplift you through the reality of life. Stay tuned, don't go away, and let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and it is Friday, July 17th, 2020. Thanks for joining me here on One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. And I am outside. The wind is blowing hard through those trees today. Can't hear the birds chirping, but the sound of the wind just going through the trees. As much as I love the outdoors, I have to tell you, I love it from my deck or from we, when we were first married, we lived in my grandmother's cottage off the Lake Ontario and I could just sit outside and listen to the waves and listen to the wind. I'm not one of those that wants to enjoy the great outdoors on skis, a bicycle, a boat, hiking, (laughs) I want to enjoy it sitting, listening, and observing. (laughs) Oh, how I digress. But these are some of the things that help me rest. Um, Listening to the birds, you know, watching the hummingbirds go to the feeder, listening to the wind as it moves through all the different branches and leaves, and listening to the sound of the American flag in the wind. These are things that help me rest because they help me relax and then I can rest. There's many times that I fall asleep with my feet up on one chair, listening to uh, just Mother Nature, you know, all that God's created for us. And it's fabulous. Um, So today we're going to wrap up our series on rest. And... Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4, and that's where we're going to dive into today. Hebrews chapter 4, a few verses in Hebrews, and wrap up this thing called rest. Is it possible to rest? Of course it is. Anything is possible when you have faith in God. I'll be right back. A little interlude while you grab your Bible. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 8 through 13 from the voice now if Joshua had been able to lead those who followed him into God's rest would God then have spoken this way there still seems there still remains a place of rest a true Sabbath for the people of God because those 
who enter into salvation's rest lay down their labors in the same way that God entered into a Sabbath rest for his. So let us move forward to enter this rest so that none of us fall into the kind of faithless disobedience that prevented them from entering. The word of God, you see, is alive and moving, sharper than any, than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and will of the heart. No creature can hide from God. God sees all. Everyone and everything is exposed, opened for his inspection, and he's the one we will have to explain ourselves to. Hebrews 4, verses 8 through 13 from the New Living Translation. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between, excuse me, cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all of creation, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Oh, excuse me. Hebrews 4, verses 8 through 13 from the NIV. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Hebrews 4, verses 8 through 13. Rest. Do you rest? Are you understanding the importance of rest more than you did prior to this week's series? As we look at these few short verses, I mean, it actually ends up being a paragraph, but um, there's some important things that You know, I've read this chapter before. As I read it aloud for you, for the podcast, a couple things stood out to me that I hadn't, well, it's not that I hadn't noticed them before, but they're, they're, 
not importance or I don't know, their connection maybe to this series. Maybe that's what made them stand out is, and then others just wowed me. Okay. Because when it starts, it said, God would not have spoken later about another day of rest. But it was the voice version that really, that same verse, um, verse 8, and it was a question. Would God then have spoken this way? If it wasn't important to rest, would God have spoken this way? If God took the time to say it, if the author took time to write it so that we could read it, isn't it important? Right? Would God then have spoken this way? Come on, people. You know, they're saying, listen, if rest wasn't important, then why is God talking about it, right? It's important. And I never, like, picked up on that before, and I liked that. And verse 9, you know, tells us there remains, there still remains a place of rest, a true Sabbath for the people of God. Because those who enter into salvation's rest lay down their labors in the same way that God entered into a Sabbath rest from his. Well, because of your commitment and your faith and your belief in Jesus, you have the ability to have, have the same Sabbath rest as God. God is so loving. He's full of mercy and grace. On those days when you are feeling so run down, have you spent time with God? He's offered us the same rest because He loves you that much. Oh. I know. Now, verse 11, this is where it takes some action. And remember yesterday, there was a lot of verbs, a lot of action. And that was one thing I really wanted to drive home this week. That to rest means we're slowing down, we're stopping, right? But it still requires action on our part. So listen to verse 11. In the voice, it says, let us move forward to enter this rest. So that none of us fall into the kind of faithful disobedience and prevented from entering. In the NIV it says, make every effort to enter that rest. And the New Living Translation, this one really stands out to me the most. It says, let us do our best to enter that rest. God is not striving for perfection from us for that rest. He's asking us to do our best. Are you doing your best for God? Are you doing your best to take and make time to spend with God? Are you doing your best to read your Bible every day? Are you doing your best to enjoy corporate worship? Go to church. 
And yeah, with COVID-19, that's going to churches does not look the same as it has in the past. I'm still attending church virtually. But I set my alarm and I spend that time. And I'm better because of it. As we move into verse 12, the word of God is alive and powerful. The word of God is alive and moving. The word of God is alive and active. Some will argue that it's just words written on a page, just like any other book. I disagree. When you read your Bible, when I read my Bible, I should do it that way because I don't know how you feel when you read your Bible. When I read my Bible, there are times that when I'm reading, I feel like God is sitting right there next to me talking to me. Have you ever felt that way? I'm not saying that's every day when I read my Bible. But there are moments when I read certain verses or certain chapters and I get those goosebumps of confirmation that God is right there with me. God's word is alive and active. And the next part says it's sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and the will of the heart. This, this, I don't know. I don't know if it's a debate is the right word, but if you have read the Bible through in a year, I can't do it. <clears throat> I've tried many, many times. I can't do it because I get so absorbed into what I'm reading that it just cuts to my core sometimes. You know what I mean? And that's how I visualize that piercing the divide between soul and spirit because when I'm reading the Bible there are times when it just oh, ignites something in me it triggers something in me it humbles something in me it rebukes something in me and I pause and I pray and then I look up other verses about whatever that was that struck me at my core And that's where, you know, verse 12 continues. The God of word is alive and, act, alive and active. It's alive and moving. Able to judge the thoughts and the will of the heart. So as I continue each year to try to read the Bible through and just read it. You know, I've even bought different translations that are supposed to read like a story. Um, I still get paused like, ah, oh. and I never can get through it in a year, cover to cover. And I've got a chronological order one because I'm like, oh, maybe if I just read it in chronological order because of the way my brain is wired, right? It still doesn't happen. But I don't think that's wrong. Like, I'm not going to beat myself up because I haven't read it through in a year. Um, many, I know there's many people that have and... 
I say kudos to you because I can't do it. You know, and it's made to be a big deal. A church I attended, like, it was a big deal that, oh, you read your Bible through in a year. It was like a celebration. And I've always felt like, you know what, but what about those of us that, yeah, I may not be reading it through in a year. But if I was to read the Bible in a year, I would just be reading it. And I feel like from Hebrews 4.12, the word of God you see is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and the will of the heart. Verse 12 in the NIV, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates, penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That's why I struggle to read my Bible in a year. Because when I read the Bible, even when I sit down and say, I'm just going to read, I'm going to read for X number, you know, read for an hour, an hour a day, and I'll read it in a year. I don't know if that's the right amount of time, but but I get caught up and something just jumps out to me and speaks to the depths of my heart and my inner being. And I spend time in prayer. I spend time journaling. I spend time meditating on that, that verse or verses. I don't think that's wrong. I think that's exactly what Hebrews 4 is calling us to do. So I may never read the book in a year. So if you quit listening to the podcast today because I'm telling you I'll never read the book, the Bible in a year. Hasta la vista, baby. But here's the deal. When you look at this verse from Hebrews, I don't think that's the plan. I think it's cool for people that have and that do read it every year from cover to cover. But I would rather know that I've read through my Bible and I have felt the Bible come alive within me. I'd rather be able to say that than that I read it in a year. Because I wouldn't be retaining anything I read. I would just be reading the words on the page. That's just my personal preference, but this is one sister's journey keeping it real, and it's my reality. So, And so if we move into the last verse for today, verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. The voice, I love the voice, verse 13, no creature can hide from God. We can't hide. God sees everything. We can't hide. God sees all. Everyone and everything is exposed, open for his inspection. God's going to inspect us. And God is the one we will have to explain ourselves to. Yes, there are rules, there are laws, and we are going to answer to people here on earth if we break those laws or rules. But when we take that last breath, and when we are, when you have that relationship with Jesus and you are called home, God's going to inspect us. And we're going to have to explain all of those thoughts and things that we did or didn't do to God. And I think taking that time to read your Bible and let it pierce the divide between your soul and your spirit 
and helping you judge the thoughts and the will of your own heart, that's going to help us be able to respond in a more beautiful, honest, godly way when we stand before God for that inspection. Um, Who knows? I might get to heaven and God will say, Dude, Lisa, you didn't read your Bible in a year. How many times did I have you try? Every year you try and every year you failed. Go hang in purgatory for a little while. Read that Bible in a year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going to spend a little extra time in purgatory because I didn't read my Bible in a year. I'm willing to risk that. So that as I read my Bible and attempt to read it in a year, you know, I keep trying. You know, and that's, you know, one of the verses and one of the versions from today said, make an effort. Do your best. I'm trying. That has to count for something. But I would much rather own the love, the healing, the rebuke, the humbling, the aha moment than to read it just to read it. Like not absorb any of it. God's word is too precious to not absorb it into the depths of our being. So I hope this helps you find rest. You know, there's an eternal rest waiting for us. But remember to rest while you're here. And, you know, I struggle like Sunday's supposed to be the Sabbath, right? I don't count Sunday as a day of Sabbath in my mind. (laughs) You know, my family teases me all the time because I'm like, I have to set an alarm. I have to get up. I have to shower. All right, I don't have to. In order to go to church (laughs) and worship and corporate worship, which we're called, uh, you know, Sundays an alarm is required. Showering. (laughs) Doing my hair. Leaving the house. That's not a day of Sabbath to me. A day of Sabbath is not setting an alarm. It's wearing my pajamas all day. It's not worrying about what the clock says. It's turning off the phones. That's a day of Sabbath. So whether it's wrong or right, I don't really consider Sunday a day of a Sabbath in my life. Because to me, I have stuff I, <clears throat> I'm choosing to do, but I have to do if I want to grow in my faith. So... I don't have to, I choose to, but I choose to do it because it helps me draw closer to God. So I usually try to find another day that is my Sabbath, and it's usually Saturday. That's my day of rest. And so pre-COVID, it used to be I got up, went to church, went to the gym, worked out for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending on the schedule, because I have different schedules, you know, for the winter and summer. Um, went and got groceries, brought those home, put them away, got the meals ready for the week. Sunday is a busy day for me. It's a restful day. I'm re- very relaxed. But um, to me, it's not a Sabbath. It's I rest mentally. But physically, I do not rest on a Sunday. It is a bus- probably one of my busier days. So Saturday tends to be my Sabbath. That tends to be my mental, physical day of rest. I might go for a casual walk 
just to enjoy God's creation. But Saturday is my Sabbath. And I don't know. You have to find that day that you can rest. So for me, Sunday is a day of worship and service. And Saturday is my day of Sabbath. But make sure you're taking that time to rest. And making every effort. And doing your best, like Hebrews talked about today. Are you doing your best to attend church virtually? Are you doing your best to attend church? Are you doing your best to pray daily? Are you doing your best to read your Bible? Are you doing your best to help others? Are you doing your best to love others? Are you doing your best to love and care for yourself? Put your best foot forward and read your Bible. God's Word is alive and active, and it cuts to the depths of what's within us if you let it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next week. And next week, we're going to be talking about change. Woohoo! Next week's series is all about change. And as my friend Patrick says over at We Live on a Planet, change is the only constant in life. So rest in that knowledge and I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real with your hostess, Lisa. If you've liked what you've heard, feel free to share it with your friends and family. Leave a positive review. And remember, you are special And here on One Sister's Journey, keeping it real, that's what we do. Keep it real. Thanks for listening. And until next time.